Humanizing History is a show about people in history that have had an impact on our world. We will be exploring what made them important, but our main focus will be on who that person was outside of well-known records. We will be diving deep into who these people were, what they hated, who they loved, and other less-known information about their lives, in order to show the world that no one is perfect, we're all human and make mistakes, but that doesn't mean we can't be great and have a profound impact on tomorrow. Welcome back to Humanizing History. This is Cliff Boone. And this is Amanda Boone. Amanda Boone. Where is Nick Downey? He is at home this weekend um, taking care of a flood that happened in his house. Yes, unfortunately Nick and his family are having some, some bad luck recently. So they had some issues with their kitchen which caused him to not be able to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. So Amanda's going to be filling in for him and... This will probably be a bit of a shorter episode, because we didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for it. But before we dive on into that, first I'd like to say thank you to all of our new listeners. We have had a bunch of new people and a few extra countries now that are listening to us, newest of which I think is Denmark. Ah, that's nice. So, yeah. So again, we ask that Please go on our Anchor page and give us your recording, because we are now out of them. You probably heard me in the beginning there. So please go and give us a a recording, and jump on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review so that we can be put out in front of more people. So with all of that out of the way, we're going to be talking about Wild Bill Hickok today. Do you have any idea? No idea. No idea. Okay. (laughs) Um, have you watched any of the show Deadwood? I have not. No, okay. I've been watching But I've Deadwood. heard good things about it. It's good. It's, it's yeah. about a town in, I think, South Dakota. Yeah. Or North Dakota. One of the Dakotas. And Wild Bill Hickok is a character in the show for a short time. And it got me thinking. I didn't know a whole lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to look into him. And he had kind of a fascinating life. So Wild Bill Hickok was actually born... James Butler Hickok on May 27, 1837, on a farm in Homer, Illinois, to his parents William and Polly. So from this point on, I'm just going to refer to him as Bill and not James. So Bill was born fourth of six kids. He was a courageous and independent child. And this is all thought to be learned behavior from his father, who ran a station on the Underground Railroad out of their house. Oh, wow. The Underground Railroad, of course, helped escaped slaves move north to freedom. Right. Now, Bill stood out from the other kids by being an amazing marksman from a young age. So while his siblings were all working on the farm, you know, picking corn, whatever it was they're doing, he was actually wandering the woods hunting wolves, (laughs) like (laughs) at eight, nine, ten years old. Oh my goodness, that's William's age. (laughs) Can you imagine our kid wandering around the woods with a gun looking for wolves? (laughs) I could not. (laughs) He won't even put his underwear in the hamper, let alone, (laughs) you know? Gosh. So he would actually be out hunting for wolves for their for the bounty on them and their pelts and other meat for his family. So he he became so good at this that by age ten he was the only hunter 
in his family. Wow, that's amazing. So his dad quit hunting, his brothers quit hunting, because he was so good he just did it himself. <laughs> so Hickok left home at age 17, where he worked as a canal boat pilot in Utica, Illinois, before he headed west in 1856 to Bleeding, Kansas, which was embroiled in like a violent conflict over whether slavery should be permitted there or not. Hickok joined the anti-slavery Free State Army of Jayhawkers and served as a bodyguard for General James H. Lanes. During this period, Hickok prevented a man from beating an 11-year-old boy, who actually ended up becoming Buffalo Bill Cody, which is another Wild West figure. Yeah. And they actually became longtime friends because of it. Now, while working under General James H. Lanes, Hickok became known to other people, and he eventually earned a position as constable while working in Kansas. Now, later that year, he became a teamster with the great freighting enterprise, Russell, Majors, and Waddell. These are the creators of the Pony Express, which everybody's heard of, you know? Right. So he wanted to be a Pony Express rider, but he was far too heavy and too tall. Oh, Being six foot three. Wow. He was a big guy. insane. So while he was still trying to become a rider for the Pony Express, this is where he actually came across a cinnamon bear, which is blocking the road. Now these bears can weigh between like 200 and 600 pounds. Wow. So Hickok decided he's going to shoot the bear in the head right. to try and get it to move along, mm-hmm. which he did, but it ended up ricocheting off of the bear and really only pissed him off. So the bear charges him and a struggle ensues. Now, during the struggle, the bear is trying to eat him, you know, trying to gouge at him with his claws. Right. Hickok grabs a knife and slices its throat, killing it. Now, the bear fell on him. He was almost crushed to death by this thing, but he got it. He he survived? Yes. Oh, my God. So, he was bedridden for four months after this before he was able to resume work for the Pony Express. Wow. But he wasn't a rider for them anymore. They sent him to Rock Creek, Nebraska, where he would end up killing his first man. On July 12, 1861, David McCannells went to the Rock Creek Station office to demand an overdue property payment from Horace Wellman, the station manager. Now, McCannells reportedly threatened Wellman, and either Wellman or Hickok, one of them, was hiding behind the curtain shot and killed McCannells. Now, Hickok, Wellman, and another employee, J.W. Brink, they were all tried for the killing, but they were found to have acted in self-defense. So Hickok felt terrible about this. Right. And he eventually went and visited McCannell's widow and apologized for the kidding and <laughs> apologized for the killing and offered her $35 in restitution. Oh, wow. So what was like $35 back then? <laughs> About $1,000 today. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's about $1,000.35. Okay, so she got a decent chunk of money then. Yeah. I mean, her Compared husband to, died. Like, yeah. If I died today and someone gave you $1,000, you wouldn't be just like, sweet. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask for a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, you're lucky you're getting this. <laughs> so, Hickok may have picked up the name Wild Bill for his daring fighting in the Union Army during the Civil War, which included service as a spy, a scout, and, of course, a sharpshooter. Right. 
So after the war, Hickok continued his adventurous ways, and most of the time he was just skirting the right side of the law. He was, like, you know how a lot of the old videos portray these Old West fighters as they're law officers or marshals or sheriffs or whatever right. they are, but they do a lot of things that are in Sketchy. A, yeah, just little... kind of a legal gray area where it's like, yeah, you know, yes, you can treat somebody like that. Right. You know, legally, but morally it's not, it's not right. right. So he, yeah. he lived on that line for most of his life. Really? Okay. So, but on July 21st, 1865, he was in a shootout in Springfield, Missouri, where he killed another man, David Tutt. Who was a very skillful gunfighter who had been flaunting a watch that he won from Hickok in a poker game. Hickok was, of course, arrested for murder. Wow. So he he just shot this guy because the guy. Well, it was a a shootout. Okay. So it wasn't he just pulled it out and shot, but this guy was going and talking crap because Hickok was a huge poker player and he would bet anything that he had to continue playing. Right. And this guy won his watch, which (laughs) You know, Hurt his pride a little. <laughs> yeah. So he decided that he was going to go flaunt it around town. And yeah. Hickok didn't like that. So he, you know, challenged him to a duel. Yeah. And he won. But, you know, he was still tried for murder. But he was acquitted. Really? Yes. So this was an incident that added to his fame as a gunslinger, though. And it also skyrocketed when a journalist, Sir Henry Morton Stanley reported that Hickok had killed a hundred men at this point. Oh, wow. And he reported that as fact in the newspaper. But it wasn't fact. It wasn't fact. Right. <laughs> but Hickok liked to talk a lot about himself. And, oh. You know, bolster who he was. And this guy bought into it. And he's a journalist, and so he wrote it as fact. Right. So everyone started learning about this, you know, amazing gunslinger that's killed a hundred men in, in shootouts. Mm-hmm. When... So far, it's been two. Oh, okay. So he's he's hyping himself up more than what he really was. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but only one of them was a shootout also. The other one, that he was behind a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. In 1869, Hickok became sheriff of Hayes City, Kansas. Again, where he killed several men in shootouts. Now, in 1871, he took over as the marshal of the cow town in Abilene, Kansas... There again, he killed several men, including his deputy marshal. Really? Yes. For what reason? So this was an accidental shooting. Again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this that's this is his first accidental. Okay. Okay. But it, it led to his dismissal, as it should have. Right. Where Hickok then tried acting in the Wild West shows, which were growing in popularity. The only reason he was able to do this was because of his fame from that New York journalist right so now he did have his own show that he called the daring buffalo chase of the plains it did not fare well Um, however in 1873 he joined buffalo bill cody's quote the scouts of the prairie which is based in rochester new york now the only reason he got that was because buffalo bill cody do you remember he was the 11-year-old that he saved from getting his butt That's handed right. to him. That's right. So now, although this show brought Hickok some much-needed income, he was unhappy because he didn't want to do this for a living. Right. He wanted to be, you know, a lawman. And so he started drinking real heavily. 
and after a while he just headed back west again uh, around 1874. So fast forwarding a few years, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Hickok married Agnes Lake Thatcher. Now she was a former circus performer. <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they both performed in shows. Uh, sharpshooter and circus, why not? <laughs> yeah, you know, she, maybe she was the bearded lady. <laughs> so about a month after their marriage, he left their honeymoon in Cincinnati to go to the gold fields of the Black Hills of the Dakota Territory. Now, this is where he had hoped to make enough money to send back to his wife so that they could live comfortably. To me, this makes no sense. You just married this woman. Right. A month ago. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be like, bye. bye. <laughs> and just be like, well, stay here. I want to hope to get up there to make enough money for you to live here. Yeah. I don't know the ways of the Old West, but it seems kind of weird when she'd be like, hey, we don't have any kids or anything. Why don't you get on the horse next to me and we'll go up there together? Right. It's been a month. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even, you know, in today's society, I mean, there are still people who do that in their own marriages, you know, in, in modern day marriages where, you know, the husband goes out to work, the, the wife stays at home, and typically the husband is sending money home, you know, to the wife to keep their their household running yeah, and but then they didn't even have a household at this time they've only been married a month right right so she's probably living with her parents up until a month ago right but remember you know even back then you know one of the main missions for you know men and women or married men and women were to have large families you know babies large families and so if you think about it it's hard to have families when you're hundreds of miles apart <laughs> right right but you know like like those like there's jobs that we have nowadays where you know um you know so you know whoever, whoever the worker is they'll be out for you know six seven eight weeks at a time and then they'll come home it's usually like on six off two you know or something like that so there's enough time in there if you know the woman's in that prime time you know for them to just mail your babies. seed back pretty much <laughs> there you go <laughs> So Hickok traveled west to Deadwood in South Dakota in a large wagon train that included Martha Jane Cannery. Do you know who that was? I have heard of her, but I'm not completely aware. This is the famous Calamity Jane. Okay, that's why she sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay. Now, she actually claimed that she was secretly married to him. (laughs) She was married to to Bill Hickok. Nice. (laughs) Never proven one way or the other, but... Now, Deadwood was still a territory, and so it was pretty much overrun with just miners, gunmen, gamblers, you know, whores, the whole gamut. Right. And this is where Hickok became a peace officer there, because it was needed. So he decided to take up the calling. So he wasn't much of a sheriff or lawman, but he relied very heavily on his reputation. Right. Which... Killed 100 men in shootouts. So a lot of people would just do what he said because they didn't want to be the next person on Wild Bill Hickok's list. Right, exactly. Now, this is a good thing because his reputation was the only thing he had going for him. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, his eyesight was failing. Oh, wow. And that's not good for a sharpshooter. Exactly. (laughs) So he he tried to solve things with words Mm -hmm. and 
you know, the air about who he was. Have you ever been to Dakota? To the Dakotas? Either the one of them? South Dakota, North Dakota? Yeah. I have not. I know you lived in Montana for a while, and Montana it's right there. and Minnesota, and the Dakotas are squished right between the two of them. Yeah. So and you never... I have never been there, um, but I've seen pictures. I have family that lives uh, out in North Dakota. Oh, yeah, that's uh, your brother, right? Yeah, my older brother um, and his wife. Shout out to Cameron and Hannah yes. and their little I, I... ones. <laughs> so I haven't been either. I know I've always wanted to see Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I heard it's uh, it's a beautiful site, but it's a lot more hyped up to be something a little more than what it really is. But no, I mean, I've, it's a rock. Yeah, it's a rock. Well, and I guess it's, it's kind of like the Grand Canyon, though. Well, it is. It's very historical. But um, have you heard like like the stories that there's like secret caves or like CIA caves? No, I have not. They're not CIA. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it what they are like. There's like secret service caves or CIA caves or FBI caves or something like within Mount Rushmore. Now, if you remember, we watched that d- U.S. documentary mm-hmm. called Team America, <laughs> and they came out of Mount. Well, they came out of Mount Rushmore. Yes, just like that. America. <laughs> so. I would imagine that that, like I said, was a documentary. Right. So that's probably true. Yeah. It had to have been. Because, <laughs> you know, it was on TV. So. Yeah. yeah well. In a movie. Same rules apply to TV as internet. You right. can't put anything on it that's not true. Exactly. So. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> so this is where we meet Jack McCall. Jack McCall was a drunkard and a gambler. Now, one night while he was in a saloon in Deadwood, he ended up playing a game of poker with Bill Hickok. Now, as soon as the spot was opened up, he sat down, was inebriated, could barely hold himself up. Right. But he wanted to play cards. McCall proceeded to lose several hands, one after the other, and was quickly out of money. Yeah. So Hickok just to rub a little salt in the wound. He offered McCall some money to buy himself breakfast and then told him, don't come back to play again until you can cover your losses. <laughs> now, McCall grabbed the money from him and he left feeling, you know, insulted. Right. And the following day, Hickok was again playing poker and again, McCall came in. Now, Hickok was very uncharacteristically sitting with his back to the door, Mm -hmm. where usually when he would sit at at a saloon or wherever it was, he would make sure that he was facing the door so he could see anybody that came inside, anybody that went. Right. Um, Safety precautions. Yeah. Part of that was about being a lawman, you know, but the other part, I think, was he pissed a lot of people off. Mm -hmm. And and he knew. (laughs) And he knew, and so he just wanted to make sure that when these people pissed off people came in that he could see them exactly (laughs) so this night he didn't his back was to the door and this is where a drunken McCall came in shot him in the back of the head with a 45 caliber pistol Mm -hmm. and all he said was damn you take that oh wow (laughs) Hickok died instantly and McCall ran out the back door of the saloon Mm -hmm. he tried to make his escape but the saddle was too loosened and so he fell off oh where yeah thankfully so where he was grabbed by other campers that were living in Deadwood at the time right so there was a trial held 
And during this real impromptu trial, you know, the court found him not guilty. Really? Because they said that the killing was retribution. Because Jack McCall said that it, that Wild Bill had killed his brother in another town. Okay. Or state. Right. And so they let him go. So Jack McCall went wow. off scot-free and ended up at another camp where he was bragging about killing Wild Bill Hickok. You know, this legendary man that everybody knows. I'm the guy that killed him. Mm-hmm. Now, Wyoming authorities refused to recognize the result of McCall's acquittal in Deadwood. Really? Okay. Yes, because Deadwood had zero legal jurisdiction because it was still a territory at the time. Right. So, because of this, the U.S. was legally allowed to retry him. Really? Because it actually wouldn't even be a retrial. It would be a trial. So, they were able to try him in a court of law in the United States. Really? So no case of double jeopardy or anything like that at that time? Exactly. Well, there was still, you couldn't have, you know, double jeopardy. You couldn't be tried twice for the same thing. Right. But seeing as how he wasn't tried in an uh, official court of law, he was just tried in some saloon. Right. You know, in a territory by a, you know, So an an informal trial is what it was, so. So this is the actual trial. Okay. Now, the trial began December 4th, 1876. No witnesses were called for the defense, and the guilty verdict came at 10.15, two days later. So now McCall stated that he had been, you know, heavily drinking at the time of the murder and didn't remember any details of the event whatsoever. Right. He requested a new trial, as well as he claimed that his name really wasn't Jack McCall and that he changed it when he left home as a child. However, the judge didn't believe any of this or just didn't care right and he was sentenced to death by hanging really for murder okay. at 10:15 a.m on march 1st 1877 mccall was hanged in public in yankton at the age of 24 years old wow so young so now he only killed i think bill hickok was only 39 oh wow when he died and so McCall, was this his first official murder? This, so nobody really knows. Because um, there's not a whole lot known about this guy. His family wasn't real well, well known. There's not a lot that anybody knows about him. Really? Okay. Other than, well, now he's infamous for killing you know, Bill so, Hickok. Yeah. Which but, is interesting because Hickok murdered multiple people and continued to get acquitted of those. <laughs> Until he died at the hands of the brother of somebody that he killed. No, well, no, there was no brother. That, that he just James Jack McCall just said that he killed his brother, to for retribution. Okay. But he was really just upset that he lost at cards. Really, okay. That's the whole reason. He was just a drunk who lost, you know, a game of poker. Right. And didn't like being told, you know, go buy yourself some breakfast. Right, okay, okay. So that's the only reason he killed him. When they found out that he didn't have a brother. Right, okay. That's why he was, you know, sent for murder. Makes sense. So. So, kind of interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Poor kid. Yeah. So, I will say again, this is a really short episode. I apologize for that. We didn't have a whole lot of time to get things going. And with Thanksgiving rolling in and everything we had to get ready, it was just too hard to try and get all this going. So, it's a very short episode. 
with a very special guest host. Mm-hmm. But I want to thank you guys for listening anyway. Yes, thank you. And please come back next week. Nick's going to be presenting. I don't know who he's presenting yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's the inventor of plumbing or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> just joshing. <laughs> anyway, that was our episode. Yes. Please come back. We'll see you next week. Until then, Amanda. Have a great evening, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Love each other. We'll see you next time. Hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving.